Welcome to the Church Growth Magazine podcast. I'm your host, Brian Boyd, and this is a great day. I've got two really good friends here today. Uh, humbled to have Clayton and Ashley Hurst here with us. Hi, guys. Hey, Brian. Hey, Brian. We're <laughs> humbled to be here, too. <laughs> Thanks so much for having us. You guys are great. Well, as as for listeners, if you don't know them already, Clayton and Ashley are authors, pastors. They're the pastors of marriage at Lakewood Church. And uh, about a year ago, uh, they had a very successful book come out called Hope for Your Marriage, Experience God's Greatest Desires for You and Your Spouse. And uh, Clayton, a- Ashley, we-, we met years and years ago at, a, at an Osteen um, Night of Hope event. Um, and then uh, then we keep on running into each other, <laughs> into each other over the years, other <laughs> friends. Um, but uh, um, wow, I've seen you guys grow this ministry at the church. Tell us a little bit about your journey. What were you doing before you were pastors of marriage at Lakewood? Yeah, I think, uh, golly, when we met, that was in Los Angeles at yeah, the Dodger, yeah. Yeah. Dodger Stadium event. At the time, you know, really when we came to Lakewood, um, I came to work in the children's ministry. Um, Ashley was volunteering in the children's ministry, doing a lot of the creative videos and things. Uh, over the years, we just kind of made ourselves available to serve wherever was was needed. And I think actually when we met, um, I was still doing children's ministry and was doing um, doing children's ministry. And then Ashley had started working in media and right. uh, was the assistant director and working with uh, that team and doing a great job. I think that was actually her first event. Uh, yeah, to work that at. was my first event. Too, yeah, the Night of Hope events place. were always yeah. amazing events with seeing that oh, yeah. stadiums yes. full of people and the altar call and the worship. Incredible. Yes. And, you know, and I think over the years, we've just kind of, um, we just had it in our heart just to serve wherever. And uh, so uh, about five, almost five years ago, uh, yeah, we were, Mm -hmm. we were asked, we were in different areas of ministry doing different things. And uh, there was something that was just on the leadership's uh, mind of just really going after and helping uh, marriages uh, in the church. And so they asked us if we would Uh, come together and do that. And we've always had a passion for marriage. Uh, We love being married. We come from great families, uh, great lineage. Uh, We know marriage isn't, sometimes it appears to look easy from the outside looking Mm -hmm. in. Uh, But obviously we know the realization that marriage can be challenging and it takes a lot of work. (laughs) But um, yeah, we, so five years ago, uh, Clayton was actually in youth ministry. I was working in media and we were approached by Dr. Paul Osteen, uh, Pastor Joel's brother, about uh, Clayton moving in and taking over the marriage ministry. It had been a ministry running at the church, but without a a full-time staff member leading it where that was their only focus. And I think they were seeing that it was a, it was a need at our church um, a lot of struggling marriages. And so we have some great marriage classes here at Lakewood that have been going on for years. We have teachers that have been teaching it for years, but there just wasn't a full-time oversight. And so we were approached about taking that on and um, we just prayed about it and really felt like that was where the Lord was leading us. And here we are five years later and we we love it and the impact that it's had on the church and the community and really around the world has been humbling and overwhelming and, mm-hmm. and amazing. So how, tell me about the scope of, of the ministry. How many uh, uh, couples or, or, or individuals are, are ministered to through the marriage ministry on like a weekly or monthly basis? Can you quantify that? 
Yeah, actually, um, we just did a uh, we just did research and uh, a newsletter that goes out once a year uh, to the church and to kind of the governing you know people within the church. Um, uh, this past year, we've we've impacted or had touch points with uh, with over twelve thousand couples. And some of that was through our, we have a large conference in August, but then a lot of it was through, we have life groups around the city that, that, that do marriage. We have premarital classes here at the church. We have ongoing marriage classes uh, as well. And so retreat. we have a retreat that we do. And um, But one of the things that, that really kind of helped us navigate through this and kind of bring unity to what was already going on ahead of time was when we first started, uh, one, we didn't really realize, uh, we didn't know if people were dealing with maybe some of the same issues that Ashley and I dealt with uh, early on uh, in our marriage. And and honestly, that we still work on on a consistent basis. So one of the things that we did was that we sent out kind of an anonymous survey just to find out what the biggest need was. And at the time, we found out the biggest need was really communication, mm-hmm. uh, hands down. And um, and the other thing that we that we asked was that we noticed that whenever we first started, the number of people. So in the in the middle of our service, we'll have about a five mm-hmm. minute segment of prayer where people anybody can come down and and with right. a prayer partner and and ask for prayer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's prayer partners all over the the, the sanctuary. Yeah. And so we were, you know, people didn't know who we were and, but, but we had so many people coming up to us asking for prayer for their marriage. And, um, and so we went to the person that oversees that ministry and, and asked them, have you ever done a survey to find out, you know, what the top, you know, two or three needs are across the board in our church. We have a very diverse church, both uh, ethnically as well as uh, culturally, generationally. We were just curious. And she comes back with the information. She said, I just finished a report. Let me send it to you. And the number one prayer request every single week in our church was marriage. Number two was family and finances. Number three was children Mm. uh, and future. And so we thought, you know what, this is obviously something that's big that that needs a lot of help. Yeah. And um, and so that's kind of been our driving force ever since. It's still the number one prayer request. Uh, we feel like we're making progress. Mm-hmm. But at least now people realize that, you know, to come to a marriage class or to get marriage help, it's not an admission of wrongdoing. It's not an admission that you have problems. It's really a, an admission that that I'm willing to do whatever it takes to have the marriage I've always hoped and dreamed of. And if that's a class or a retreat or counseling or anything like that, mm-hmm. they just know that we now have something for them. We love that you're that you have podcasts like these and that we're able to speak to other places because we don't want it just to be here. We're so grateful for what we have here, but we want other churches Mm -hmm. to be, um, to have the tools needed to do the same thing. We have so many couples. We we were just talking to some friends of ours, uh, that we've met through our marriage ministry. They used to attend another church and, uh, they were married before. And when she was having struggles with her first husband, you know, she said, it's a great church. It's an established church. I love this church. She said, but when I went to get help for my marriage, nobody could help me. Sure. And I'm like, that's just that, that, that shouldn't be every church should be equipped to help every couple with whatever they're going through. And so so we don't want to just keep it a secret here. We want all the churches to know what they can do to help other couples. And what we've honestly what we've started doing is that we have kind of created um, 
kind of like a template to where, you know what, not every church can have somebody full time as a staff member. We, we understand that. Not everybody has that, that availability. But what we've realized is that we've helped a number of churches launch a marriage ministry with literally no budget and, and no resources. And, and it's something that, that really kind of happened here, but we've seen it happen at other churches now. And the impact and the potential for church growth is, is amazing because you're not only meeting people where they are, you're meeting a cultural need right. and a physical and spiritual need right. in a community. Some people say that it's the number one felt need in every community you know, in the country. Because it's such a uh, it's such a it's such a an amazing part of our culture that you know it's kind of like so goes the family so goes the the state of you know your surroundings sure. whether it's your city your town you know or your country so the so it, probably the the survey results you've seen there at Lakewood would be consistent with other churches around the around the country around the world it's pretty safe to say you have a pretty large sampling there. Um, oh, for sure. And, and as we talk yeah, about that's, church, that's what really got it. As we talk about church growth, this reminds me of another ministry out of Dallas, um, Christian Men's Network. Uh, Paul Cole is the president there. They have a program called Majoring in Men, and Majoring in Men is helping churches launch a men's ministry because mm-hmm. Paul's realized, and through his father Ed Cole, who wrote Maximize Manhood, that that mm-hmm. churches with a men's ministry have community outreach, and actually that brings people into the church. So here you've done the same thing. You've got this templated set of thoughts about how important marriage ministry is and for churches to have reach out to their community. Now, I know that you have a, a conference every year, the Spark Conference, and you recently traveled overseas to speak on marriage. Um, so what, what do you think the impact is on, on the Houston community with Lakewood's, you know, stepping up with the marriage ministry? I think the impact is I think we're still uh, getting feedback and still seeing what the impact is. Uh, I think the impact can can be reached um, across the board. Um, I think one of the things that we've tried really hard to do, not only in marriage ministry, but across the board is really try to make it easy uh, and, and provide a lot of different on ramps uh, for people to come and, and just to take basically to taste and see that God's good. You know, and so so it breaks down some different walls for those that maybe they have been hurt. Uh, in a past church experience, or if people have never experienced church, or they've never experienced the type of church uh, that that we have, you know, we're not the only good church in town. Pastor Joel mm-hmm. says that all the time, you know, and said, but just get plugged into a good Bible-based church. I think what we've realized is that in the marriage ministry, a lot of times what we see is that one spouse is is doing well and engaged, maybe in a church environment, and maybe one spouse isn't. Or, or maybe they're they're both not you know involved in it, but the different uh, opportunities that we offer provide great on ramps for people to come and, and to to just to just to see what church is like and to see the Im- see the impact that it can make not only in their marriage, but ultimately in their family. And then you then you're talking about generations to come. You know, right. I, I know Ashley and I have shared this before. In our in our um, in our past and in our family, you know, we come from a great lineage. Our parents both have been married, you know, forty and forty and fifty years plus. But if you go back 
what one generation? One, two, or three. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you you'll see uh, you'll see physical abuse, verbal abuse, alcoholism. Yeah, alcoholism. You name it. Affairs. But but really, it began to shift with our parents. You know, and so one generation, one one couple can make a lasting impact. You know, in in not only in their marriage, right. but in their family, right. and then in generations to come. So I think the impact yeah. in Houston will be hopefully seeing for generations to come. Mm-hmm. Yeah, awesome. and, and just to to set the premise, the reason that we started the Spark Conference was because we were looking for a conference to go to at a church. Right. Um, you know, every year we try to go to at least one conference just to be poured into, and we couldn't really find anything out there. And so we were just like, okay, if we can't find anything, why don't we do one here? And so we wanted to bring in, you know, some of the best of the best in, in, uh, marriage ministry and the, the expert, you know, so we've had Dr. Gary Chapman, we've had Emerson Egris, Jimmy Evans, you know, we try to bring in a, a, a diverse group of people that can just really speak into marriages and, um, Anyway, the impact has just been incredible. We have people not only that come from Houston, but we've had people travel from all over the world um, yeah, to come I, to I this conference. I saw pictures of it. It's too bad nobody attends your event, Clayton and Ashley. But, uh, <laughs> all those empty seats. But, no, it's amazing. Yeah, but, the, the, but the audience you, shots. You, see, you know, and, and one great thing that I, I don't even think of, we haven't really released this or talked about it before, but one of the things that we're going to try to do, because this is such a huge need that we want to offer this year uh, to churches that are available, that we're going to we're going to uh, make it to where uh, it is streamed this this upcoming year. There you year. go. You know, to That's where cool. uh, to where it's again, it goes back to what Ashley said. We don't want it to be just for us. We, we yeah. we're seeing that God is doing something in marriages really around the world, and the need is great. And so, the more we can get the you know not only the answers, the things, the tools, the resources that are available that to get them out there, uh, the better everybody will be. Mm-hmm. So that's something that we're currently working on right now. Yeah, and the testimonies that we have. I'm sorry, the testimonies that we've had from Spark are incredible. We, we've we had so many people that have used these exact words, I came with my divorce papers mm. to your conference. We have ripped up our divorce papers. I mean, we've had that said yeah. so many times. It's amazing. So for if there's a church or a pastor listening right now and, and they don't have a marriage ministry, and maybe they've got 100 people in their congregation, maybe they have 50, maybe they have 500, is there an easy on ramp? Is would there be an easy crawl before you walk approach, uh, like a first Absol- step that they could take? What, what do you think that would be? I think it, it could be a couple of different things, but but one in particular is that I would find uh, one great curriculum. Marriage Today is a great ministry out of Dallas. Jimmy and Karen Evans love them dearly. Uh, Emerson Egridge, like Ashley said, there's there are a lot of resources that are out there. If Pastors, if you will take just one series, uh, a you can you can buy a DVD series, or a lot of them have online to where you can stream it now. But if you make that available, let's say after a service or before a service, when people are already coming to your church and to attend, hey, we're starting a marriage series that'll happen right after. We're going to take care of your kids, you know, for an extra thirty minutes. 
but we want to pour into your marriages. You'll be shocked with the number of people that'll stay over. They'll adjust their um, their schedule for the day because they, trust me, they realize that there's a need that's out there. I think that's one area. And that's one thing that we really recommend to churches to start with something, start with anything that will pour into the marriages in your church. I think the second thing is that's so vital <clears throat> is whether it's lead pastors or leadership in the church, you don't have to get up and air all your dirty laundry. Don't worry. Everybody realizes that, you know, everybody has challenges in their marriage, but just being vulnerable and being open yeah. to your congregation to say, hey, listen, I remember when me and my spouse were dealing with this years ago, and here's what and here's how we got out of it, or here's what we did. I think a lot of times uh, as church leaders, sometimes we have this this facade that we need to make sure that, that everything's good when we're up front and we don't need to show any chinks in the armor, that kind of thing. But I think what we found is that across all of our classes or in our conferences or retreat, when we place people up in front that basically are very vulnerable and kind of share yeah. their story and their testimony – to me, your testimony is irrefutable, you know, right. and so you can get up and share what God has done. And that's how we overcome. But what, mm -hmm. what we found is that so many people will come up to you afterwards and say, I was dealing with the same thing and I thought I was the only one. Mm -hmm. We right. were dealing with this exact. <laughs> there, I, what would be funny is that if you asked your congregation, how many of you fought on the way to church this morning? There you go. You would be shut because, and we hear it all the time. And we have people that get up and, you know, well, we fought on the way in, uh, you know, it maybe not be a fight, but you know, you had a disagreement, you had a, you had an argument, but realize that, you know what, you, you decided to come anyway, you decided to pour into your marriage. You realize that, you know what, we're not where we used to be, but we're not where we're, we're going to end up being either. So we're taking those small steps to get, to get better. But you know, th those are two very easy things that right. don't cost anything that would be a, a great on-ramp uh, to really even begin a focus or a uh, an emphasis on marriage that I think you could see a, a change happen uh, in your congregation. In, in a couple of minutes, I'm going to ask uh, either one of you to just maybe pray for some of the couples that are listening today. I think it, mm -hmm. I really feel like it'd be a great, a great thing to do is just have a moment of prayer and, and have you guys just pray for those. I imagine no one is no one is not susceptible to stress in marriage you know a, a, sure. a regular yeah, a clergy a clergyman a, a, a pastor a, a lay minister uh me um i can tell you uh, you know you know my wife and i uh, lived the block from the world trade center on 911 and found ourselves homeless uh for several months and, and the pressures and the stress you know we 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 stuck it out and and prayer was a big part of that and, uh, and I, I think there's, even if it's that, or if it's arguing over the oatmeal in the morning, there's going right. to be stress <laughs> every day. And, uh, it's so great to hear that you, you've built this ministry and these steps of getting started. And for those listening, for you leaders listening, I'm going to put all this in the show notes with links to some of the references that Clayton and Ashley, uh, mentioned. So you can go back to that. I think, I think I'd love to have you back in a future episode, guys. Because your testimony is, is amazing as well. What you guys have gone through in your marriage before all this happened, and uh, yeah. talking about being vulnerable, I've I've heard I've heard you share that, and maybe we'll have you back and and talk about that a little to. bit. Um, yeah, and you've got a beautiful to. family, and and uh, just love you guys so much. Um, 
you know, would let's just take a moment and just pray for those listening and then we'll wrap up this podcast. So either one of you, have you, however you want to do it, let's just take a moment and, and say a word of prayer. Sure. Father, we just thank you for every uh, person that's listening to this podcast. And God, we just speak life yes. over every marriage. God, not only over their marriages, but God, I speak life over every marriage that they're responsible for, that they maybe oversee. Father, I pray that you would just break down the, uh, any any pride that might be yes. in, in the way in any marriage. Yes. God, that you would reveal yourself to them that they would uh, that they would walk in humility, that they would walk in just uh, perfect love. God, that it would just be that agape love that we talk about so much. But Father, I pray that you would uh, renew our idea, remo- renew our mindset about how great and how powerful true love is whenever you are not necessarily looking for anything in return. Yes. But God, I just pray over every marriage, uh, that you would just begin to rekindle uh, the fire inside. Father, they would find one thing that they could begin to do that could begin the turnaround. Uh, their their marriages may be, may be good, but God, I just pray that you would give them the one thing that could take it to uh, one step closer to being a great marriage. Father, And no matter what level it may be, I pray that you would bless them, give them wisdom, give them favor for everything that they put their hand to. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, Ashley and Clayton, thank you so much for taking a few minutes to be with us here today. And uh, really great to have you. Um, Everyone listening, I'll put this information in the show notes. Thank you for reading Church Growth Magazine. And we invite you to share the magazine with friends. And we look forward to our next week's episode of the Church Growth Magazine podcast. Have a great day.